Good morning, sports fans, betters, and cappers, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Competitive Hedge Podcast. I am your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterell, and thank you all for joining me here today. This podcast is all about sports and the world of betting. We talk about results from yesterday's games and wagers before diving into today's betting slate, and we cap things off with our daily betting card. Now, our show is sponsored by Bet99, which is a Canadian sportsbook and casino that offers in-play betting, player props, a cash-out option, and many more great products. There are a variety of sports available on the website to bet on, including NHL, NBA, NFL, and EPL. Bet99 works smoothly on both desktop and mobile, and the mobile app can be downloaded from the website's homepage. Now, depositing and withdrawing funds is hassle-free with a number of well-known methods available to use so you know your money is safe and secure. The website can be viewed in both English and French, and customer service is available 24-7 with their live chat option. So go to bet99.com to make an account. Use code SHOOTERSON at sign-up, and please gamble responsibly. You must be 19-plus years of age to do so. It is available to persons in Ontario only. And if you have questions or concerns about your gambling or the gambling of someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 to speak to an advisor free of charge. Uh, Also, we have the Saskatchewan number down there in the ticker as well, so be sure to take advantage of that as well. So, we had a pretty good Tuesday yesterday, a 4-2 day, which means we gotta play the Nice profitable day yesterday, and it all started with that EPL play of ours, which was Liverpool money line versus Wolverhampton in the FA Cup, plus 105 for two units. One nothing was the result there yesterday. Then we had Milwaukee Bucks minus six and a half versus the Toronto Raptors. Now, when Giannis got ruled out and I saw that line move down to minus one and a half, I got worried, thought I should have avoided it. But I let it play out, and it rode to a winner. 130-122 to 122 was the final. Drew Holiday with a great game. Then we had Tennessee Volunteers and Mississippi State Bulldogs over 122.5. And, and they hit the over, surprisingly, given at halftime we were staring down a 23-23 game. The over-under <laughs> live at that point was around 109. But they go over 70-59. to 59 couple of losers in college basketball yesterday were South Carolina. They no-showed at home, and Richmond, unfortunately, were unable to cover by just two points. Now, the big winner of the night had to be that Arizona Coyotes money line versus the Detroit Red Wings, because let's face it, the Red Wings outplayed them. I'm a Red Wings fan. Wouldn't have been that upset if they go out and win, but they did not. Four to three shootout win for the Coyotes, and they end their nine-game win- or losing streak on the night. And then in other news yesterday, just wanted to talk about one headline, which was basically that both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers said that they are mulling over retirement, but they weren't going to make a decision right away. And I think it's the right decision for, for one of them at the very least, because I'm finding that in the NFL today, QBs, they can have three things. They need to be athletic. They need to have arm talent and they need to have a will to compete. And as you get older, I think you need to have two of those in order to keep on going. Now, I think that Rodgers has all the armed talent in the world. From what I saw this year, it looks like he has the will to compete as well. 
don't think that he has necessarily that athleticism anymore. Now he can scramble for a first down if he needs to, doesn't take a lot of hits, tries not to at the very least. But I think it's completely up to him if he wants to come back. There's going to be a lot of teams lining up for a one, potentially two-year run for Aaron Rodgers. But there's not a lot left for him to prove in his career. And when it comes to Tom Brady, I think he just has the will to compete, and that's it. And that's why I think he should retire. He lacks the other things that I talked about. He doesn't have the arm talent anymore. You can't be thrown at 66 times, throwing balls in the dirt, trying to avoid contact. No athleticism anymore. Not that he had a lot to begin with, but... When you look at the current landscape of the NFL and in the AFC, you've got Lamar, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, and Herbert, and the NFC's Dak and Hurts. I mean, you should, first of all, want to be in the NFC, but you also need to have the talent around you to compete, and I don't know if Tom has that anymore, and so I think he should retire, Aaron, take all the time you need to mull over that decision. Now, before we get into today's game slate, we got to play the video. So we have a lot to get to today, starting with that EPL game that we have on today, which is uh, Crystal Palace plus 333 taking on Manchester United at minus 117. Got the hat on this morning. Now, United, they haven't lost since the World Cup. They've actually been on quite the tear uh, since coming back from the World Cup. And honestly, since they ditched Cristiano Ronaldo, they've just been playing a lot better. Um, so... They're coming in in good form now. They're taking on a Palace team who has lost four of their last five league games. Uh, so there is a little bit of concern around Palace. And I was very high on them coming into the year. They sit 12th in the table right now. But when we start going through some of their losses, they lose to Tottenham, they lose to Chelsea, they beat Bournemouth, they lose to Fulham. The only loss that I would really call a bad loss would be that Nottingham Forest one. But even that one was on the road. So I still think that Palace are a quality side. I think a couple of bets that you could look at today. Both teams to score at minus 110, I think has a ton of value. And then double chance as well. At minus 109, I actually kind of think that United has the potential to slip up today. Uh, so that would definitely be one that I look at. Now, don't go and bet FA Cup today. There's only the one game. And it's Leeds minus 300 taken on Cardiff City at plus 750. I just won't play a multi-goal spread, especially with leads at home. So that is why I would stay away. Do not bet on this game uh, unless you <laughs> are really being a D-Gen in the mid-afternoon. Now, NBA-wise, we got nine games happening tonight. Only really looking at three of them, though. There's just a lot of people on the injury report, and I think that's kind of skewing some of these lines, at least when we look at them right now. That is one of the disadvantages of doing this show in the morning is that we get all these early lines but then there's movement throughout the day. We saw it yesterday with Giannis, and luckily it didn't bite us in the butt. But Atlanta taking on Dallas, there's so many people on either game-time decision or are just completely out for Dallas today, including Luka Doncic. I mean, if he doesn't go, that line's going to tank. We're going to see Atlanta, our favorites. So at minus four right now, that's definitely a stay away. Washington and the Knicks, again, Bradley Beal, we're waiting on his status. He is a game-time decision coming back after a lengthy injury. Then you got Cleveland and Memphis. Now, this is more so just Memphis. They've won nine out of their last ten. They've been on absolute fire recently. But minus six and a half against a very good Cavs team is a bit of a steep number for me. 
So it wasn't one that I really wanted to entertain. Miami minus one and a half taken on the Pelicans. Again, waiting on the status of Brandon Ingram before you go and bet that game. Clippers and Utah. You always have to be worried about Clippers on a back-to-back because that often means no Kawhi Leonard. Could mean no Paul George tonight as well as they travel to Utah. So definitely want to keep an eye on that line. If both of them get ruled out, you'll see that Utah line skyrocket. And then Sacramento, they're slight favorites against the Lakers. And given I'm a Laker fan, keep it away from me. I don't, I always bet them based off potential, not on reality. So I'm going to stay away from that one now. The three that I like tonight, Indiana and OKC. I kind of like that OKC spread at home at minus four and a half. No Tice or Halliburton for Indiana. So they're in a tough spot when you're missing your best player. No Pokashevsky either for OKC. but. The real play that I like tonight is probably that over on the 240 and a half, or sorry, the under on that game, I should say. Um, that's just a lot of points. So many points to want to go and bet. And when you're missing your best player, yes, it could still end up being a shootout. But if either offense no shows, then they're definitely going under 240 and a half. Then I kind of like Charlotte and uh, Houston game today, but I'm on the Houston side of things with them being at home. Um, which I can't believe I'm saying that they've lost 11 straight games. But let's face it, Charlotte's also lost five straight of their own. So neither team is solid. Um, Two of the worst teams in the NBA, in fact. So I kind of like the Rockets today to end that slide uh, going up against this Charlotte team at home. And then lastly, that Minnesota and Denver line. It's always concerning when you're on a back-to-back, which Denver is. And uh, they had a little bit of a battle with Portland last night. They did end up covering 122 to 113. But I kind of just like this Minnesota spread. Um, Denver, do not, do they do cover consistently at home. So, so they are a pretty good home team for that. But I just think it's a bad spot with that many points um, to see that it was that high yesterday, uh, all the way up to minus eight and a half this morning. If you can get this one all the way up to nine, then I think you're in a really great spot. And, I know that this is another one where you're going to wait on the final injury report because you got Anthony Edwards as a game-time decision, Torian Prince is, and then there's no Carl Anthony Towns. But if Ant-Man ends up going, then I definitely love that spread today. NHL-wise, there's five games happening on the ice today. And to be honest, I think I think all of them are worth playing, just maybe in different situations. When we're looking at that Pittsburgh and Ottawa game, um, I would lean the over in that when it is a little bit of a pick right now. Um, neither goaltender that's going has been stellar recently. Casey DeSmith and Anton Forsberg, they're both below 500 in their starts this year. Um, Penguins overall, they've only won one of their last five road games. And Ottawa, they have won two of their last three as dogs. So you might want to take the slight home dog here. But a lot of high-scoring games recently head-to-head. Seven of their last ten have gone over. So I kind of like that line today for the over six and a half. Boston, they were minus 165 yesterday. Now they're minus 175. I just like them straight up on the money line. I know it's a bit juiced, but when you have Olmert going, who's 23-2-1 on the year, betting against him I think is rather foolish even on the road. And so I, I can't get behind an in-regulation or even a puck line on this one, but if you want a parlay piece, I think Boston money line's relatively safe. Calgary at home, I lean them against Colorado at minus 135. Um, Colorado's only won one of their last four road games, and the Flames are 12-7-2 at home on the year, so I think they could get to 13 wins tonight. 
Tampa Bay, another juice line here, minus 175 on the money line. But I kind of like that Vancouver plus one and a half. Um, Tampa, yes, they've won eight of their last 10, but Vancouver, they've won two of their last three at home. Um, Tampa has won five straight over Vancouver, but the last few have only been one goal games. So the fact you can get that plus one and a half at minus 140, I think is pretty good value. Just need that to go to OT or shootout and you're laughing. And then Dallas are minus 155 versus San Jose. This is another line where, yeah, it's a little bit juiced, but I do like the in regulation for this one. And it's mostly based off the goaltending matchup. You got Ottinger going for Dallas, who's 26 and four on the year. And he's getting James Reimer, who's 7, 13 and four. Now, those records are going to look like that because obviously San Jose is terrible. Dallas is one of the best teams in the West. But I just think goaltending wise, I really like Ottinger a lot more. So I like that Dallas in regulation. Now, seven ranked teams in college basketball as well to cap things off. Only one of them, though, that's really worth playing. Um, that UConn and Seton Hall game, I hate that minus four and a half number on the road. You see the ranked uh, symbol next to UConn's name as a 15, but they've only won six of their last 10. They've actually been sliding uh, quite a bit recently. You got a road spot where Seton Hall's won three of their last four home games. I just think it's a bad number. I almost like Seton Hall for the upset, but I don't like it enough to go and bet it. Uh, number 16, Auburn, they're minus six and a half versus LSU. Again, a lot of points on the road in the SEC is going to be difficult. Um, but LSU at the same time, they're only two and eight against the spread at home. So it's a pretty bad spot for them as well. Um, also a lot of points here for relatively good defenses, but I'm not going to bet the under 138 either. Virginia Tech and Virginia, Virginia is minus six and a half at home. I just don't think Virginia scores enough points for me to confidently go and bet a minus six and a half and only two of their nine home games they've covered in and Virginia Tech has yet to cover on the road. Overall, just an ugly spot in that ACC play. Xavier and DePaul, Xavier's minus eight and a half. I would like to bet them. Again, this is a lot of points for a road team and I know DePaul is relatively bad, but to have a point total at 159 and a half as well, I don't even know what to do with that. I'm certainly not betting the under with how bad DePaul are. I could see Xavier putting up 100 points tonight, so I faded that line. Providence and Marquette, a, a lot of points. Once again, Marquette's minus 6.5 at home, and people are waiting for Providence to slip up. I want to take them with the points, but I don't like it enough to want to put money on it. And then number 25, Arkansas, taken on Missouri. This is essentially a pick em game. I do like Arkansas because they're the ranked team but Missouri barely missed the top 25 themselves. So this is a, a late night watch spot, but definitely don't bet it. The one play I do like today, I do like TCU on the road against West Virginia, just straight up. It's because TCU has been great on the road recently. They've played a lot of teams tight. There's been a couple of losses there, but I think that this is the spot where they finally go and get that big road result. I am a big West Virginia guy, but I think that TCU, the fact that they've covered both road games this year, and both of them went over really favors them to win on the money line straight up against West Virginia, who are slight favorites at minus one and a half. So with that, we've given you all the games. We've given you all the lines. Now let's go to our last call pick segment, which is sponsored by Last Mountain Distillery and give you our plays for the day. But before we do, let's play the video.
So Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated business located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, the heart of grain country. Saskatchewan's first micro-distillery success lies in their commitment to producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Their craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of the grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Their holiday seasonal releases are still out now. Go check out their famous cherry whiskey, chocolate hazelnut truffle liquor, local candy cane vodka. Even go and check out their old-fashioned, my favorite product that they have. Um, even mixed myself a vodka soda last night with their local plain vodka, and it was phenomenal. So really love their products. Go and check out Last Mountain Distillery and be sure to support locally. So with that, let's head over. Let's give you our five plays for today across a multitude of leagues. We're really loving this slate today, and it all starts with Crystal Palace and Manchester United, both teams to score at minus 110, and this is a one-and-a-half unit play. Now, I think things have just been going so perfectly for Man United. Now they get a, this is a midweek letdown spot. You picked up that big win over Manchester City. Some would call it controversial after the offside goal was given, but you get a Palace side at home who they can certainly score with the best of them, and I just think that this is a really great value today. United has to concede eventually on the back end and on the road midweek in a letdown spot, I think, is when they do so. We could see one-to-one, could see a two-to-one result for either side, but I think regardless, one of these, both of these teams are going to score today. TCU taking the money line straight up in college basketball at plus 110 for one-and-a-half units as well. I love Bob Huggins, love West Virginia. They're like a second team to me, but, man, this TCU team, they're really solid. They're deep. And I think they are going to go on the road and be road demons once again today. They're clearly the more talented side. Um, If this game's being played in TCU, I think we see this line closer to minus three and a half in favor of TCU. So give me the Horned Frogs on the money line today on the road. Can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm playing the Houston Rockets money line today. Another plus money play for just a single unit. But full disclosure, this is a hunch play for me. I know that they've lost 11 in a row. Hornets, though, they've lost five in a row. And they are 6-18 and 18 on the road. Two of the worst teams in the league. I'm going to stick with the home team today to get it done. So give me the Houston Rockets on the money line. Then I like that Vancouver Canucks plus 1.5 versus Tampa Bay at minus 140. Tampa Bay, yes, they've dominated recently. They're coming in in great form. But Vancouver's played well at home recently as well. Spencer Martin, he's lost five straight starts. He's averaging around four goals given up per game. But Vancouver on the year scoring around three and a half themselves. So we get a 4-3 game we cash today. And I think that the Canucks are going to keep it close. So give me Vancouver at home to lose by one or less. Then Dallas Stars in regulation to cap off the show at plus 100 for two units. Massive goaltending advantage. They're also 14-7-4 on the road is the Dallas Stars. And San Jose, they are only 4-12-7 at home. So I think the seventh highest scoring team in the league comes in tonight. They win comfortably on the road and they keep it moving. So appreciate everyone who tunes into our show. Go follow us on all of our social platforms at HedgePod. Really appreciate it. And we will see you guys tomorrow morning for the Competitive Hedge Podcast.